was If You Wanna from the Vaccines. Welcome in another show of Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I'm Katinka, your host for tonight, here with my trustworthy tech, Zaki. Hello, hello, hello. And yeah, today we are talking about vaccines and specifically the COVID-19 vaccines. Um, I think there's a lot to say about this. If we should get it, if we shouldn't, when are we going to get it? Uh, how, how do we get it? Everything around it. And um, we're t- going to try and cover it all. Uh, as as a platform here at Student Radio Maastricht, we think it's very important that we inform our listeners as much as uh, as we can about hot to- topics. And I think this is uh, definitely a hot topic. What do you think, Zaki? Oh, I think it's very hot topic, very much. I mean, vaccines in general, I think, are quite polarizing, at least in the United States. I don't know how, yeah. how the culture is here around it, but... Um, not maybe not as extreme as uh, as in the US, but I think uh, there's a lot of different opinions going around, a lot of different stories going around, and yeah, we want to share some some real deal knowledge with all of you today. So we got some experts here in the studio, Charmi and Antonio. Welcome, guys, and you will be joining us in the conversation today. And yeah, let's start with introducing yourself, uh, Charmi. I'm gonna give it to you first. Who are you? Hi everyone, I'm Shami. I'm chairwoman of the MOSE Conference 2021. I'm studying governance and leadership in European public health. So vaccines uh, are definitely something that are a relatable topic at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, welcome. I'm uh, very excited to hear uh, all yeah, what you have to say about this, especially with the, all the knowledge that you have from organizing these conferences and, um, and studying in health and everything. I bet you have a lot to tell us. Uh, and we have Antonio here. Welcome. Who are you? Welcome. Uh, thank you very much. I'm Antonio. I'm 28, a medical doctor from Italy. Um, I actually work here in Maastricht uh, since last November. And I'm glad to talk with you about vaccines today. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here. So as a doctor, I guess that this is a topic that comes up a lot around you or in your working field, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, it is something that we have to face uh, every day. This pandemic has changed our lives. And if we have a chance to change this situation, we should definitely go for it. Yeah. And did you have the vaccine yet? Unfortunately, not yet. And this is a problem that I would like not to face it right now because it's more about politics and not yeah. related to the health system. Yeah. All right. But you do want to get it. Huh? We're, I we're, do want. Yeah. We're going to get into that uh, later on in the show because, Sharmi, you uh, don't want to get the vaccine? No, I'm a bit skeptical. I don't think I want to take it. All right. I'm not sure if it's something I want. Yeah, so that's interesting. We're going to, well, you both got some time later in the show to uh, elaborate on that a little bit, what you're thinking and why you would or wouldn't want to make this decision to take it. Zaki, I think you had a similar upgrowing as I did, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, for example, I, I, I'll i tell myself right now, I never had my childhood vaccinations. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, I, I mean, I had chickenpox growing up, so I'm immune to that at this point. But other than that, I mean... I've, had, I've since had a few vaccines that I chose to get as I get growing up. So, for example, I've been vaccinated for um, one of the hepatitises. I don't remember which one. Um, I also got the vaccine for um, HPV as well. Yeah. But, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So, your was it both your parents who didn't want you to get the vaccines or was it like a different reason? Um, I think it was, it was um, my dad's generally the more radical of my parents. My mom is also quite radical as well. As well. But I think that's something that's sort of... In the United States, particularly among Black people in the United States, um, there is a sort of skeptical, um, a, skept- a, a sort of skepticism towards the medical field, 
um, just due to history and things like that. Yeah. So. So they decided not to give you uh, the vaccinations. I actually did have them as a kid. All of them. My mom is very, uh, very pro. She's like, if we can get something that can prevent you from getting sick, get it. So we got it. My dad, so my biological father, he's actually uh, anti-vaccines. So if it was would have been up to him, we wouldn't have gotten them. And my little brother and sister actually didn't get them. Um, so that's, yeah, growing up in a family where some of the kids had their vac vaccinations and others didn't, that was a bit weird. And obviously when you're younger, it's not something that you think you have to make a decision upon. But now we are here and now we have to decide on that. And uh, it's very, well, I wouldn't call it funny. It's challenging sometimes to be living in a family where some people are against va the vaccinations, others are pro. Um, yeah, and everybody obviously can make their own decisions now. We're all uh, above 20 <laughs> at yeah, this point. It's important you take your decision according to what yeah. you know and not about what you feel. Like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's also, it opens up some space for discussions. I think, uh, I, at least for me personally, I always respect somebody else's opinion if I agree with it or not. Uh, but it does mean that you are in one space with some people that have vaccinations and others that don't. So I remember when, when we were younger and this um, disease, I actually don't know what it's called in English, but when you get an infection in like your brain. Meningitis. Yeah, is meningitis. it meningitis? Yeah. Sure. That was going around and I was super scared because like my sister and brother didn't have vaccinations for anything and I was so scared that they would get sick and then we couldn't get sick or, or maybe we could, I don't know, I was like 10. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a different way of, uh, of approaching this. It's an interesting situation. So we're going to elaborate on that a little bit later. Let's uh, first go into a song and then Charmy, I want to hear all about your point of view in this, why you decided or are probably going to decide not to take this vaccination and what you have to tell us about that. But first, let's listen to Don't Do It from Moon Rocket. Let's get in that Don't Do It vibe a bit.
That was Don't Do It from Moon Rocket. So you're still listening to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. And we're talking about vaccines today and specifically the COVID-19 vaccines that are going around. I'm Katinka, your host for tonight here with my tech Zaki. Hey. And our very special guests, Charmy, ooh, sorry, Charmy and Antonio. Hey. Uh, welcome back, guys. Yeah, don't do it. Let's... Um, Let's just dive into it right away. Shami, why should we not get this vaccine? I hate to be sounding like an anti-vaxxer and I don't necessarily mean it for all vaccinations. I think vaccinations are great as a whole, especially uh, the ones that you take when you're very young, which protect you. However, we need to really realize and understand that a lot of these vaccinations um, which are given at birth have been gone through extensive testing, extensive safety testing, and we've gone through all 10 years worth of testing. These vaccines haven't had that time. They haven't had the, um, the the time or the space to really test out what the consequences are for the vaccine, if any side effects, any other issues, any complications that, that will occur. And we don't simply have that information just yet. Yeah. So that's why I'm concerned. And if I was to take the vaccine, um, how would it affect me long term? Am I going to have side effects? Am I going to have trouble getting pregnant, for example? Do I really want to take that possible risk away from myself? And you need to also remember a lot of pregnant women and a lot of young children, they're kind of exempt from testing as well. So we don't yeah. really know the scale of the impact. And why the rush if you're not necessarily in a vulnerable group? Why are we in a rush to take the vaccine? It should perhaps be solely exclusive for people that I think are not a childbearing age or perhaps very vulnerable, such as the elderly uh, or people with respiratory diseases. Yeah, but and I'm I think not, those are also the sorry. people that are getting the vaccine right now, right? The first on the list, like the healthcare workers and then the elderly, the people that are, well, is it, is it middle age? What do you call it? Like 67 plus or something um, that maybe have something like a heart disease or whatever, uh, the people that need to be protected first. And I really get what you're saying. Like We don't know a lot. Um, maybe, but that's going to be in the next slot, Antonio, <laughs> and then you can explain maybe some, some medical knowledge what you know about this. Uh, but I think that's a very fair concern that you have, Charmin, especially because I'm also, I just turned 29, so I'm also in that age where not that there's anything on the planning right now, uh, but what if I would get pregnant next year? Would that maybe influence anything? Or Because um, I do feel that we're not just getting a vaccine like that right it has gone through testing but you're you're right like you cannot test five years ten years uh, in a few months and it's also important to note that the virus is going to mutate this vaccination is not the solution to this pandemic yeah. and i think we need to take that into consideration and that even if we're going to have to continuously keep topping up this vaccine and not really knowing all the facts about it with respect to long-term complications and side effects um i think it is perhaps better if you uh, have concerns to go without if you're healthy. Because it's like a flu shot, right? That you get every year. But it's much more powerful than a flu shot. It's much yeah. more efficacy. Yeah. Yeah. But because uh, that is, I think that's a very important point to uh, to be very clear about. It's not like get one or two of these shots and you will never get COVID-19. I think that's an assumption that a lot of people have, or I've heard uh, people talk about that, like I want a vaccine because I don't want to get this disease. But already, I mean, right now, even though the numbers of infections and everything are, I think, right now lower than in September here, um, we cannot get out of this lockdown and curfew because there is an English version of the virus and there is a South African version of the virus. And, and I don't know what what the other one as well. <laughs> place of the world is going to come. And, and you know, um, so it's it's not just one 
disease. Well, I mean, it's it's like COVID-19 is, is kind of the but overall think, name uh, of it, right? I think we need to also appreciate that the whole point of lockdown and all these non-pharmaceutical measures is to not overwhelm the healthcare system. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are forgetting that the disease is not necessarily the problem. It's more about how our ability to actually manage this actual disease in our healthcare system. The healthcare system does not have the capacity to handle these hospitalizations, especially the indirect deaths and the direct deaths that results. So this is kind of the main concept I think people are forgetting. And people think just because we have the vaccine, we're going to be out of lockdown, out of these um, kind of non-pharmaceutical interventions that that take place. But that's not the case. So I think there is a a little bit of misinformation out there in the world, uh, which, which definitely needs to be addressed. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. And uh, that is very important point, like because I do feel that for a lot of, especially young people um, like us, we're last last on the list, right? Healthy, healthy teenagers, healthy twenty something people, we're last on the list to even get a vaccine uh, if you want to. And I think a lot of people will get it because then we will get rid of the curfew. Then we can finally, you know, we all had the shot, so we can go out again. But like you say, Charmi, that's not not really the way that this thing goes. Any thoughts, uh, Zaki, as an in-betweener like me? <laughs> oh, I actually quite concur with a lot of what you're saying. Um, I completely agree that the vaccine should not be the main focus right now. The main focus should be social distancing and staying home so that we can do these things, you know, so that we can take the weight off of the off of the medical system and do all these things. That being said, and I, and I also shared a lot of the concerns with how little testing has been done because, you know, we don't know a lot what the long-term effects are. I think it really is, ultimately, it comes down to a cost-benefit analysis. Are you willing to take the risks of doing something that you don't necessarily know the long-term the long-term effects of in order to avoid potentially catching and spreading a disease that can, you know, that for most for most people isn't that bad, but for a lot of people ends in death. Yeah. So. And a long, slow death, because that was uh, the health healthcare system point, right? It's not like you get the flu, you'll die in five days, like happens with a lot of old people at some point. Uh, but this is this takes you into the hospital for a long, long time, like weeks or months, and that's why the healthcare system cannot keep up with it. Um, if I got you right, Jeremy, correct me if I'm um, if I'm wrong. No, not not necessarily. It's more about the the number of ca- the number of hospital hospitalizations. Yeah. So you're going to yeah. get them in mass numbers. So some may also be in the hospital for a long time because of co- like um, contributing disease that they already have coexisting diseases. But that's not to say that they'll be um, in hospital for a long time. It's more about the number of uh, number of patients you're getting very very quickly for example in italy um they have a really elderly population so they're going to end up having much more hospitalizations because they already have the coexisting disease that they have as an elder um, but the healthcare system couldn't cope so that's why they they really suffered um especially during the first wave yeah. All right. Thank you for uh, for your input, Jeremy. We're going to go into another song, and then Antonio, uh, it's going to be up to you to inform us a little bit about this vaccine. Maybe you have some medical knowledge to share us, and uh, you want it. You're waiting until you can get it. So uh, I'm very curious of what you have to say about that. Thank you. Can't wait um, for that. <laughs> yeah. But first, first we're going to go into another song. Whatever it takes from Imagine Dragons. Too fast to prepare for this Tripping in the world could be dangerous Everybody circling as vultures Negative, nepotist Everybody waiting for the fall of man Everybody praying for the end of times Everybody hoping they could be the one I was born to run, I was born for this Whip, whip, run me like a racehorse Pull me like a ripcord Break me down and build me 
from Imagine Dragons. Welcome back on our show. You're still listening to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I'm Katinka, your host for tonight, here with my tech, Zaki. Hey. And our uh, amazing guests, Charmi and Antonio. And we just uh, we just heard why Charmi decided that she's probably not going to take the vaccine. I think, uh, Charmi, you made some amazing points and thank you for informing us as well on the bigger picture around the vaccinations and, the, and this virus. Um, so yeah, it's up to you now, Antonio. You do want to have this vaccine. You're actually waiting until you can finally get it. So tell us, why why should we get this? Thank you. Yeah, I will probably get it in Italy and I, am, yeah, I can tell you why, because mostly I, I need and we need to get rid of these face masks and we need to uh, come back to our lives and to uh, go to concerts and travel again. I also postponed some volunteering project. Um, so the thing is that before explaining why I want to take this vaccine, why I want to get vaccinated, I can tell you, first of all, what is the vaccine? So just to analyze what is this um, what is this effect, this immune reaction, immune uh, response to the virus. Mm. Actually, when you get the vaccine, you actually you activate your immune system in several ways and you basically get uh, the cell-mediated immunity and the antibody-mediated immunity. So this means that you create a kind of memory, so you build up uh, protection against the virus. Yeah, because that's the way that I get this and, and I'm not a doctor I don't know anything right so <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong but you're basically getting like a s kind of a small safe shot of this virus so that later on if you really get it your body can recognize it and fight it right exactly yeah you get some small particles so it, it depends there are many kinds of vaccines there is the RNA vaccine which is the one that is most widely used. Mm -hmm. And it is also the one that needs minus 72 degrees to be stored or else. Also, we have some uh, viral particle, uh, viral vector uh, vaccines or some like the Russian one or the Chinese, which is inactivated. So all of them are different kinds of vaccines. They all start to 
um, protect your body after uh, uh, triggering the immune system. Yeah. And that goes for the COVID-19 vaccination, but it goes basically for all vaccinations, right? Also like the flu shots and everything. Exactly. This is the base of any principle of vaccination. All right. So why do you want to get this vaccination? Yeah, because it is safe and it seems to be effective. It is safe and um, there are facts, some some um, studies, uh, they are be, have been performed in a short time, that's true. Uh, but in the US, uh, we have seen that over 10 million people got the first shot and the second shot for the Pfizer version and over 7 million people got the Moderna. And out of 17 million people, uh, 70 million doses, we only saw 66 anaphylactic reactions. So no permanent damage, no death. And this that's is an allergic reaction, basically, right? Exactly the yeah. same allergic reaction. And I, I'm sure we would have seen way more uh, anaphylactic reaction if we have tested the uh, walnuts, let's say, and yeah. <laughs> we could see uh, way stronger reaction. So first of all, it is safe. And according to some reason, very reason, uh, but important uh, studies. Um, the most important I can tell you right now, it is the one published uh, on the New England Journal of Medicine from an Israeli group, which is uh, actually related to the Israeli population. In Israel, over 70% of the population has been, uh, has received the first shot at least. And they have seen that this virus, uh, they tested mostly the Pfizer virus um, vaccine. Uh, this vaccine can prevent the uh, spread of the vaccine uh, of the virus and in this case you can also um, protect the close people you have yeah. so it's not only for yourself it's also to uh, protect your close people yeah that's the same thing with the, sh the shots that we get as kids right because you should actually get them every 10 years but because we vaccinate all the children then everybody stays protected yeah, Thanks, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, so so if we talk like long term, you say it's safe now. They tested it. It went through a lot of testing. Um, I guess that it also was quicker because it's a pandemic. Like normally, uh, things don't go that fast. Yeah. Um, what what can you say about long term? So we just mentioned, you know, what if Charmy and I want to get pregnant uh, next year? Maybe. How how do we know that it won't affect our child, the pregnancy, uh, or just ourselves on the long term? The biggest problem for pregnant uh, women uh, is to get the vaccine right now because if you have an allergic reaction, which is the most likely possibility to have an allergic reaction or mild symptoms such as uh, swelling of your uh, arm or uh, some like mild symptoms like headache or fever, mm -hmm. yeah, that may be um, not the easiest the easiest thing to face when you're pregnant, but like long term affected. Uh, are unexpected from any kind of vaccine. So the vaccination doesn't uh, really affect your body for long-term side effects. Of course, we don't, didn't see it yet, but we don't expect this because this is not a drug. This is yeah. a vaccine. So it doesn't protect you uh, or it doesn't influence you negatively on the long term, but it also doesn't protect you in long term. So it's something you would get every year, maybe. Uh, about this, we cannot say it right now because it seems to be effective also to the different variants because uh, coronavirus is a very small virus which is changing all the time yep. and we already expect different variants of this virus. And yeah, so the English one and the South African one Brazilian, and the whatever you Brazilian, call it. Yeah. English one, no, well, uh, Dutch one, maybe we'll get a Dutch version. Yeah. <laughs>
yeah. all right this seems to be really effective so as we say that we are creating a memory which is we hope it is long lasting memory and so we can protect our body because the immune system can create a memory to um, keep an agent a toxic agent far from us yeah. Um, All right. We makes sense. Yeah. What do you think, Suki? Makes sense? It makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, as far, to, my depth, to my depth of my knowledge, I'm not a biologist or anything like this. Yeah. So. No, exactly. Same. I'm also not a biologist. So it's kind of like, I have to believe you, but I do. Like, it does make sense. Like, how this works, what you explain. But if um, you want more information, there are some, uh, there are a lot of, um, uh, there is a lot of, uh, lessons and also some videos that explain really well uh, on CDC and about the um, vaccination uh, adverse effect uh, register, which is a register um, uh, which is open to anyone. So anyone can uh, re report any kind of side effect. Yeah. All right. We're going to get into that as well uh, around the closing. We're going to share like some more links or both of you can share like where, where can you find some extra knowledge if you're listening and still in doubt or if you're listening and you think, uh, oh, I, I now want to get it or maybe now I really don't. Where can you find the information that you need to really make that decision? Um, thank you, Antonio, for so that uh, medical information. We're going to go into a song now and then we'll come back. And then, Saki, I want to elaborate a bit with you with people that live in the in-between world. How, how do you decide and what are we thinking? So we'll go back to that. Uh, first, love the way you lie from Eminem and Rihanna. And this is Antonio, something you wanted us to listen to. Um, can you explain shortly why? Yeah, because we talk about memory and the immune system, our memory, immune memory, how can protect us from this toxic agent. And it would be okay. really nice if we could do the same for toxic people to keep toxic people away from us. Oh, that would be a wonderful vaccine. I would get that vaccine right away. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Feels right, it's like I'm in flight High off a love, drunk from a hate It's like I'm huffing pain I love her the more I suffer I suffocate Right before I'm about to drown She resuscitates me She fucking hates me And I love it, wait Where you going? I'm leaving you No, you ain't come back We're running right back Here we go again It's so insane Cause when it's going good It's going great I'm Superman with the wind in his back She's Lois Lane But when it's bad, it's awful I feel so ashamed I snap, who's that dude?
that we didn't mean Then we fall back into the same patterns Same routine, but your temper's just as bad as mine is You're the same as me, when it comes to love, you just as blinded Baby, please come back, it wasn't you Baby, it was me, maybe our relationship isn't as crazy as it seems Maybe that's what happens when a tornado meets a volcano All I know is I love you too much to walk away from Eminem and Rihanna. A request from Antonio, thank you for that. You're still listening to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I'm Katinka, your host for today, here with Zaki. Hello, hello. My uh, trustworthy tech. And uh, yeah, like I said, Antonio, you just uh, requested this song and Charmy's still here with us in the studio. Um, yeah, so what if you don't know if you want to take the COVID-19 vaccine or not? Zaki, do you know? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take it. All right. Because yeah. you, like me, you kind of grew up in between opinions, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, my dad is not the is not really pro-vaccine at all. Um, I, yeah, and particularly in the United States, there's so, so, so much history of distrust of the medical establishment from black people in particular that it's just, yeah, I, it's, there, it's always going to be a kind of shaky ground. Yeah. So can you elaborate a little bit more on that for the people who uh, don't know or haven't heard about this situation going on in history? Well, a lot, a lot of the history in the United States has been, like there's been a lot of really unethical testing, particularly among on black people in, in, specifically. So one thing that a lot of people bring up is the Tuskegee syphilis study, um, which is... Uh, a study that it started and I have the web page up here on the computer actually um, but right. yes. Google Academy g- give us all of it <laughs> exactly exactly um, so yeah this is a study that was conducted from 1932 and 1972 um, and it, the purpose of the, st- of the study was to observe the natural history of syphilis un- when it's untreated and so they enrolled a total of 600 um, impoverished African-American men from um, from Alabama. Um, of these men, 399 had latent syphilis, 201 were not infected. And they just decided to just, just see what happens. Um, they literally told their doctors, don't diagnose them with this, don't treat them for this, don't treat them for this. Um, it, it was not, it did not end until, 19, until 1972 because there was a whistleblower who actually was just like, this is wrong. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, it was that, 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 that. So that they gave these people syphilis? They did not give oh. them it, no, but they... They just didn't treat them. They, they knew they had it, but yeah. they just did not treat them. They really withheld treatment. So a bit shady. It's, it's really messed up. And also, and I mean, also the medical profession in the United States, a lot of, it, a lot of times there's a lot of mistre- really unethical and mistreatment of particularly black, pla- black, black patients. Um, there was one time, specifically when I was younger, when it was when I found out that I have um, some very, very mild allergy-related asthma. And so I was a doctor. He, he diagnosed me with it and prescribed me to have an albuterol inhaler. And my father just goes to ask questions, ask questions about, oh, the albuterol, what exactly is it? How to use it, you know? What might the side effects de- 
be, and the doctor just kind of became all of a sudden very haughty, just to someone who was just asking questions just to know more mm-hmm. about the drug that he's going to be giving his son. Um, and it's kind of just a thing of this distrust of black patients, which is then, of course, going to be reciprocated towards the doctors. So I yeah, think towards all medical information, right? Exactly, so, exactly. So then we we don't know if whatever Antonio says is true. <laughs> we don't know anymore. No, I really get that, and I think um, I relate to you. It was it was a joke, by the way, Antonio? I yeah. very much believe everything you just said. <laughs> um, but it, this is something that happens in our society, right? Where people don't know, can I trust my doctor? And some people trust everything that doctors say. Um, and then you get us people talking to each other, raising kids as well. So I was raised by my mom, who uh, who just told me with this as well, like as soon as you can get it, go get it, because it's going to be fine. Uh, and then my dad, who is uh, very much an anti-vaxxer, and who says no, because you don't know, you cannot trust all the information that you get, and you don't know how this works, and you were not there when they developed the vaccine. Um, yeah, so those are like the opinions that I get, and I think in our society, and especially with the news, I mean, everything is really about making a fuzz out of anything. So we very much get uh, informed in the, the craziest ways about all these things, and at some point you just don't really know what to listen to anymore. Yeah, and I think that's one really major issue is that people, like because there's so many sources, so much information coming in, people don't really know how to vet these sources and find out if the information they're reading is actually, you know, reliable. I remember one time my father sent me a thing, there was like a podcast where like basically the headline was uh, the COVID vaccine is uh, basically a genetic experimentation, basically, which, okay, if you look at how the vaccine works, yes, it is mRNA, they're injecting it and it's using your own genetic code to basically create the protein that's so that's to fight the vaccine. Work, right? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and so, yes, okay, nothing, like, and so reading it, there was nothing that was necessarily incorrect that the person said, but the, the framing of it was just so yeah. weird and it was obvious that there was a bias there. And that's what the internet does to us, I think. Uh, I also read an article once where uh, it was specifically for, the ne- specifically for the Netherlands, but I think it was like 50-something percent of the people do not recognize fake news. And fake news, uh, I mean, like very obvious fake news. So how are you then going to decide if what you read is true or not or trustworthy or not? Yeah. And that's going to be a bit more difficult. I think for me personally, I I probably will get the vaccine. um, But... Yeah, I'm in a bit of a luxury position because I have a lot of time to think about it. I'm I'm young, I'm healthy. I won't even be able to get it for another month and months and then half the world probably had it. So um, yeah, there's some time for me to see what it does and if I even need to get it. Um, But right now I'm not very against. But yeah, everything that you just said, Charmy, also makes me think about do I want it if we talk about this pregnancy and all the unknowns. Um, but yeah, I have time to think about it because I'm, I'm not going to be able to get it for another half a year probably. So uh, some time to think about that. Let's go into another song. It's our Dutch song for today, which is also about making decisions. The keuze die je maakt from Van Dickhout. And uh, yeah, he very much talks about making these decisions and he also says that uh, know that whatever decision you make it's the right one as long as it's yours and I think that very much goes for this uh, discussion as well doesn't matter if you will or not as long as you know why you are making that decision it's going to be the right one for you Soms moet je er blindelings voor gaan Soms kies je de langste weg En je vindt het naast de deur 
Soms heb je te ver gezocht, maar het antwoord schijnt in al zijn kleur. Het is voor altijd blijven, of voor altijd er vandoor. Als kracht wint van twijfel, dan volgen we het juiste spoor. Het is niet altijd raak, soms zit je er goed naast. Soms heb je zo goed gekozen.
That was the Keuzes die maakt van Dick Hout. So the choices that you make. And uh, just to send you all a message that whatever decision you take, uh, whatever decision you make, it's the right one as long as it's yours. And also if we talk about the vaccine, specifically the COVID-19 vaccines, which this show is all about. So welcome back. This is our uh, closing part. You're still listening to Student Radio Maastricht here at RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I'm Katinka, still here in the studio with my amazing guests, Antonio and Charmi and our tech Zaki. Hello, hello, hello. And yeah, let's go into uh, our last words. So Antonio, Charmi, I'm going to look at you guys. Who wants uh, to have the last words first? Antonio, yeah. go. What, what do you have left for uh, to say to us? Yeah, regarding what uh, Zaki said before, I think in general about also the study you, you explained before, um, lack of empathy from doctors should be a crime the same as it should be uh, unethical tests on people. So this is the first thing. It's always important to give the right explanation and to answer properly to proper questions that any patient can have. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I think if you it wanna, means a lot to hear that. And if you want to lo- learn more about um, vaccines, uh, coronavirus, I guess cdc.gov is a good website where you can find also good podcasts and videos. And there are good explanations that they show you how the vaccine works and also why you should take it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, I think we're going to pick this up with Student Radio Maastricht as well. We have an ongoing document that has links on all different shows that we did. Um, and uh, we would like to put these links in there as well to just have that on our Facebook and have people uh, be able to check it out. It's easier maybe if you can click it online and then to listen and try to type it out. Um, so, yeah, we'll get back to that uh, after the show, Antonio, and we'll be sure to add all these links. Okay. Charmi, your last words. Um, I'm not completely against vaccination. I think vaccinations are great. I think whatever decision you make on the vaccine, just make sure it's the right one. It's well informed. You understand what the risks are, what the side effects are, um, and really make your decision based on that. Um, But I have a feeling it will be coming to the point where we may be enforced or forced to take the vaccine in some shape or form, should it be if we need to leave the country or if we need to um, have the vaccine to work. So it may not even be in our hands. So it may be something that we will need to maybe um, have to go with depending on what the government says. But a good website to understand how vaccines work is definitely osmosis. Um, so I can definitely recommend that as a good resource to give you an idea on how vaccines work, especially the new vaccines that are out now. All right, thank you. Yeah, and and definitely don't feel pressured to take it if you don't have to. You don't have to, right? Also, don't feel peer pressured. Don't feel shamed. It's okay if you decide not to take this vaccine, as long as you be sure that uh, that you are safe. So, key. What are your last words? Uh, my last words are yeah. I mean, I'm more than likely going to get this vaccine when I'm able to. Um, it's probably not going to be four months, but yeah, I think that. Everyone listening, I just hope you all make informed decisions. And when I say informed decisions, I mean actually like informed decisions. Do some research, but check your sources. You know, look at if if, if your if your source is a website, look at what this, what who who this, who created this website and for what purpose. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, just do that. And I think that just in general, just I think like maybe but maybe the biggest issue is more so just the lack of trust with the metal, with the medical establishment that's been fomenting for all of this time. And so. Just in general, I think that any doctors listening can should maybe could do a better job of explaining what these issues are to their patients. Yeah, definitely. General. Would it be uh, different uh, for you to make this decision here in the Netherlands or if you would have been in America to take a vaccine? Probably. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I very much uh, agree with that. I have time. I cannot even get it now because I'm too young and too healthy, I guess. So le- less on the list. Um, but I, I probably will get it because I do trust all this doctor stuff, Antonio, that you just told thank us. Um, but also, Charmy, your points m- make me think about it a bit more. Like, don't feel pressured into taking it or um, feel like I have to take this responsibility for society. It's really up to me, right, if I want to get it or not. So I'm happy that I still have some time to uh, to think it all over um yeah so that's the end of this uh, this show we have a short cultural agenda there's a new podcast that came out from bella bellissima uh, queering queering the perspective and i think in this show she uh, they talked about um wh- white feminism i think is that correct Zuki? Ooh, white feminism i haven't i, I, actually, so, I yeah. haven't listened to the podcast yet but i'm going to but the, i'm all going right. to definitely going to because it's something that i mean countering white feminism I think is very important yeah, right now yeah and uh, Bela is doing an amazing job with these uh, podcasts I also haven't listened to it yet but I saw that it came out so I'm very excited too and next week we're going to talk about dementia spe- specifically what it's uh, what it's like to take care of somebody struggling with dementia and um Ableism. Yeah, oh my god, ableism. In other words, discrimination against those who are disabled. Yeah, in whatever way, right? Physically, mentally, or whatever way. If you're deaf, if you're autistic, neurodivergent in any way. Yeah. So, uh, very exciting uh, topics that we'll talk about next week. I want to say thank you to RTV Maastricht as well for uh, still giving us airtime and all these shows. And uh, we're going to go into a last song, which is something that I chose for the next few weeks I'm taking a bit of a step back as a host so I won't be choosing a lot of the music but yeah as you know Saki I like a bit of the loud music it's so uh, I wanted to end this last show where I had uh, all the control over the music and ended with Decisions from Borgor featuring Miley Cyrus that was it for today I hope to see here listen to you uh, again next week have a wonderful evening and um, get ready for another hour because jackson is ready for our urban hour that is tied all right thank you guys for being here antonio Sharmi, sharing all your points you. and i hope to talk thank to you for having me yes i want it all so i get it all i wanna eat the whole cake i'm not sharing i'm not sharing you should have let bitches love cake Love cake.